0: What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Unparalleled Sports Talk with Joe's Kwame Fisher Jones. As always, I am him. And today I am joined by my cohort mate, my classmate, a future A D in NCAA Sports, if they're still gonna have one. John Pasca, also known as Buck pasca also known as my man JP. What's going on, Jay?
1: Hey, thank you, Kwame, for having me on the show. I'm super excited to talk some college football, or as I've been thinking about it as of late, semi-pro NFL. Well, now we're still going to call it college, but uh... all right, yeah, I guess they are still tied to the to the schools at this point. But I think for when we're thinking about college football, something that you need to know is that it's this it's the semi pros for the NFL. It, every I'd say ninety nine percent of starting NFL talent came through college football ranks, and uh, Nick, not Nick Saban, excuse me, we'll get to Nick Saban later. But Chip Kelly had a wonderful idea in that college football should separate from the NCAA. We're seeing that with college realignments happening. Uh, I agree with his idea of having football being its own entity, having maybe a different governing body than the NCAA, especially with all the cash that's coming in, and also having the rest of college sports exist as it did before all these realignments.
0: You know, I when you mentioned Chip Kelly, I, my face started to hurt. And Zoom actually chopped up as soon as you mentioned Chip Kelly. Don't ever take the advice of a man named Chip. There should never you should never take advice from a grown man named Chip. You ever heard the phrase "Don't ever play cards with a person named after a city"? You don't ever want to take no. advice from a grown man named Chip. Yeah, you don't okay. want to play cards with a person named Kansas City or St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Well, what's another uh uh Dakota? You never want to Dakota's a state, but you get the point. Yeah, I get you never want to play cars yeah. in person, and you never ever want to take advice from Chip Kelly. Ruined yeah. two NFL franchises, and now he's in one of the biggest football hotbeds in the world and can't win in UCLA. Yeah. Right, smack yeah. dab in LA, which sends like every year between LA and Florida, sends some of the fat anyway. Chip Kelly, Chip Kelly should never be a point of reference on the uh mm. the old bibliography. So you mentioned Nick Saban. We'll just go right into it. He obviously retired. Mm -hmm. Now, before we get into his legacy, I, in full disclosure, did a podcast about Nick Saban and Bill Belichick. And Mm -hmm. I went in with the intention of just, you know, talking about how great these guys were and how how they're arguably the greatest coaches in sports. And then as I broke down Nick Saban's record, broke down the way he won, the assistant Mm -hmm. coaches that he hires, The guys that he hired that had had problems at other places, whether it was a Steve Sarkeesian that had problems at USC, had the alcohol problem, was unceremoniously uh, fired, he helps him get back on his feet. Lane Lane Kiffin, the disaster that was in uh, Oakland, and the disaster that was USC, he brings him back in. And I started to notice a pattern with Nick Saban, and that pattern did not exist with Bill Belichick. And that Mm. pattern was Tom Brady. When you Mm -hmm. eliminated Tom Brady from the equation, Belichick wasn't even a media. He wasn't even the Baker Mayfield of coaches. He was a very, very bad coach. Mm -hmm. I I say that in the most elementary way possible. But Saban, he won with a guy like Matt Jones. Completely Mm -hmm. changes his offense. He wins with Jalen Hurts, uh, Bryce Young. Then you Mm -hmm. go into Tua Tagaloa. He's won in so many different ways. He's won in so many and sent so many players. And and the stat that blew my mind was. For something like seven or eight years, he sent at least two or more undrafted players into the NFL. Think about that. Mm. You've got eight skillion schools out there. Boogalooza State, uh, Tulsa Fire Truck University. And he's still mm-hmm. managing to send guys out. So I think Nick Saban stands amongst a, a room by himself. I think he's in an empty room of great head coaches and professional sports. So when I think of his legacy, I, I don't think about necessarily impacting. impact. I don't think he changed the game but I think he was one of the greatest coaches in all of sports. And I feel like his coaching style would be timeless. His attention to detail, his ability to get the most out of a player, regardless of the talent and his ability to motivate players with, I don't want to say fear, but with a passion, with a uh, passion to win. I guess that's the best way I could put it. Mm -hmm. When you think of Nick Saban's legacy,
1: just his legacy, what do you think? I think greatest of all time, honestly, when it comes to the college football ranks, he comes from a long line of story in that story program in Alabama, building off, but not only having that legacy, but building off of it. And you had the Bear Bryants, but for a long time before Nick Saban showed up at Alabama, they were middle of the road, never in the conversation for at that point, the BCS national championship yeah. sphere. And now, as we got once he got in, he took the historical program, built it up to the absolute powerhouse of college football. For the longest time, when I was in high school, it was always, oh, college football is so boring. It's just Alabama <laughs> and the other team that comes in second in the SEC every year. And or we'll have one team from the R.I.P. the Pac 12. Yeah. who would end up undefeated and end up facing that SEC team in the national championship. That's what, around that time, the 2010 era is when I really started getting into college football. That I was in middle school at the time and loved the game of football. And college football was all I knew because I grew up in Los Angeles. There was no uh, NFL team at the time. And everyone was either a SC fan or a UCLA fan, just loving college football. And I really got into it for a long time. I had some family members who are University of Oregon supporters. So I rooted for them for a while. And it's disappointing to watch the SEC teams just beat on them yeah. every time in the national championship game. But Nick Saban helped build that culture and elevate the conference as a whole, I would say. Just having his prowess in recruiting and talent development, going back to what you said about Alabama giving players undraft, two players undrafted into the, into the NFL draft, that's a matter of talent development, and yeah. some people are good recruiters. Some people are good at developing talent, but Nick Saban was both. So that legacy to me makes him the best coach of all time when it comes to college football.
0: Well, we were talking in the pre-draft, uh, pre-meeting, pre-show meeting. You mentioned Pete Carroll, and the, I forgot you were from SoCal. So I was mm-hmm. there. I actually worked. God, I'm so old. I remember working when Pete Carroll and USC were at their height. Mm-hmm. And I was there for the Nick Young or Nick. Yeah. The Vince Young game against Texas. Mm-hmm. I remember how electric it was at USC.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I say Saban is far superior for yeah. just the sheer longevity. 2007. Longevity. Jesus. Mm-hmm. 2007. That's what is that? I'm not the smartest man. That's almost three presidents. Yeah. That's almost three. Happened. three or four. Almost three. I think it's three, three presidents. and a half. Let's
1: let's say two and a half. You know, be...
0: that's prior to Tesla and HD TVs. Like yeah. he he's been he's been around for DV prior to DV. I think VCRs were still in vogue then. So, that's
1: when the iPhone came out, two thousand seven, two thousand eight. He has been coaching as long as the iPhones existed. And we're at what iPhone fourteen.
0: Think about that. So that to yeah. me is, I think that was that that's his biggest attribute. But it also think it played a role. I, I believe it played a role in him leaving. The, mm-hmm. the rumors or the whispers are that NIL forced him out because now he was having a problem competing. Now remember, mm-hmm. there was the quote about him request wanting more money from the boosters to compete with the other schools. Yeah, and you see what trans what's going on in Colorado with Coach Sanders mm-hmm. and him finally getting that offensive line, finding a way to get rid of that defensive coordinator. We won't say he fired him. We'll just say he decided to. Move on. move on yeah adding hall of famers and then you you know you consider florida finally is appears to be finding its way florida stayed at a lot of success he wasn't going to own the south anymore texas huh. is, is back on the street so and at, at 70 plus it may have made more sense to leave while you're on top what do you make mm-hmm. of what do you make of that notion of that scuttlebutt that's around
1: I think that is very telling. I will say, with the NIL, has changed everything. As I mentioned earlier, semi-pros now players can actually get paid and pay taxes on legally, those legally, legally, <laughs> legally. Tax. They're now tax-paying members of society as opposed to just getting those uh, double bags full of cash dropped off by Joe Schmo donor to the Alabama football team. And I think with with NIL though you're going to see more players talk about insurance on those earnings. That's going to be a big Mm -hmm. deal. Uh, You're, you may still be making money in college, but the real money is next level playing on Sundays. That's where you make your real money. And you're going to see players not only complain about lack of play time, complain about the dollars and now having to insure themselves to in, so they can create that generational wealth that, many athletes talk about is the most important aspect of their careers, talk about their families and such. Nick Saban, though, I think you're right, that at 70 it's time to go out on top. We're. And I don't think he was ever interested in moving to the next level because you know those NFL owners were calling him saying, hey, I don't I'm think they him. were. I disagree. Don't I think don't so. think they
0: were. I've heard that. I, heard, I, I don't know if it was you. I know it wasn't you, but I heard that before. I don't think they were. I think mm. it was over for him. It wasn't worth the sweat. I yeah. Mean, you know what I mean?
1: It wasn't worth the sweat. Um, it's a different, I'd say college athletes have changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. College athletes have changed. Back to my point on being the semi-pros. College athletes now have their choice. They're free agent every, they can be free agent every year if they wanted to be. Mm-hmm. They could just chase the dollars and chase playtime. Uh, we're seeing that play itself out a lot with these quarterbacks who are staying in college football for until age 24. I mean, how old is, how, how old was Stetson Bennett when he won a national championship? How old was Michael Penix in that national championship yeah. game? And
0: the it makes college sense. has
1: changed. College it makes sense. Have changed.
0: Why, why, why go to the NFL and become a, you know, become make it a job when you can stay in college and, and, and have fun. And let's be realistic. 500K in Alabama goes a lot further than 2 million in Los Angeles. You know what I mean? And with with the pros, you are a professional. You're expected to do a lot of things in college. You can still goof off. And you're going to be older a lot longer than you're going to be younger. So enjoy it while you're young. The big question, though, can Alabama remain relevant with Saban now going? We talked about the NIL. Mm -hmm. And before you get started, I'm going to be blunt. No, I don't i don't you believe don't. alabama has no draws there's no reason to go to the state of alabama it's yeah. a depressing state It's have never been without so. atlanta huh
1: i've never been to alabama so I, I- unfortunately have. <laughs> <laughs> i've been to selma
0: i've been to montgomery i've been to birmingham you know and it, it's a very it like i said it's georgia without georgia without atlanta yeah. But the worst thing about Alabama it's a, a it's a poor uneducated state.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: you're trying to attract college athletes to come down there and have fun and and mm-hmm. life and celebrating and, and now you're losing the tradition of saving. So, mm-hmm. you know, they hired a guy who admittedly was in who knew he was going to leave Washington anyway. Mm-hmm. They hired that coach and now or, hope it, or you're believing he's going to be able to keep it going. And, I, and I'll give you the floor in a second. I just want to say this. One mm-hmm. of the things that drives me crazy as a sports fan is you see an icon leave a sideline. You mm-hmm. see an icon leave a team. And the first thing people try to do is replace that icon with somebody similar to that person. It's like a relationship. Okay. You know, you, your favorite, you, you you love this chick. You, you want to give the world to her. And then she jumps up and leaves. So what do you mm-hmm. do? You go out and get a woman that looks just like her, that dress is yeah. just like her because she's gonna be what you lost, and that yeah. went, winds up being a uh, catastrophic disaster. Mm. And you learn early, you learn that you gotta you gotta start new, you gotta go someplace yeah. new. That's what they should have did with Alabama. They should have went with a younger coach, someone yeah. who would be completely different than Sater yeah. a guy that you know that old phrase, hungry dogs run faster, got hungry for his first opportunity. Yeah. And they didn't do that. I think that's gonna be that's gonna be the the, the pitchfork for them. I think that's what's gonna hurt. And what say you?
1: I agree with you on that, that I think it was the wrong decision to hire the Washington a replacement for Saban, because those are some big shoes to fill with Nick Saban. Impossible shoes to fill. Impossible to fill. So you, like you said, you want to go in a different direction. But I think that one thing that we could see, though, being an Alabama football player, you are a god in the state of Alabama. And that could be Mm -hmm. a draw for some folks who would not necessarily be the top billing at a school, like say Michigan, they wouldn't there. Yes. Michigan is an institution, but a player choosing between Alabama and Michigan is like choosing between San Jose and San Francisco. In my mind, it's, (laughs) you are a bit uh, being that big fish in the small pond of Alabama. You're Mm -hmm. acting basically as the most famous person in the state if you're a star at alabama i also wanted to bring up someone who is coming over from the washington staff courtney morgan you're familiar with that name no i'm not so courtney morgan is the head of player personnel now at alabama and he was the head of player personnel at washington last year and before that he was the head of player personnel at michigan Courtney Morgan is the recruiting god. There was a great article here. I have it pulled up in The Athletic. When was this posted? I'll I'll find it later when it was posted. But it breaks down exactly how Morgan builds a college football team. It's a wonderful read. Um, Ari Wasserman is the person who wrote it. uh, So you think Courtney Morgan is going to have a a role in keeping Alabama relevant? uh, I think – With the amount of turnover that that's happening in college football, he's going to play a big role. Like Mm -hmm. I said, everyone's a free agent every year. They're not happy with the scheme. They're not happy with their touches. Any player can leave at any time and find. But can you win
0: with those guys? Can you win with those sinking ship levers? Especially when you're young, because when you're young, quitting is easy. Yeah, you know. So and that's what they're doing essentially: they're quitting that team and going to another one. Can you win with that type of player?
1: Don't know if we're talking wins and losses. That's uh, honestly a flip of the coin uh, on the field. But I think think when it comes to not evaluating talent, excuse me, developing talent, that could be detrimental. But honestly, look at what what teams have been doing in pro sports. A lot of uh, you find a good player. You still have a great player in Jalen Milrow. Jalen Milrow's quarterback at Alabama, he's Mm -hmm. one of the Heisman favorites, I would say, heading into next year. If you put together a team around Jalen Milrow, who cares who those players are catching the passes? If they can get open, he'll find them, or he'll break out of the pocket and throw deep on a scramble drill. It's just a matter of being able to build around that cornerstone player. But th- I keep you're only going to
0: have that guy for about an hour and you still got 59 or you still got 12 other 11 other hours to fill. I get what you're saying. I, I just, you know, and and this is a major problem. You mentioned Michigan and we can transition to that.
1: Mm-hmm. The
0: one good thing that college football offers is you get a chance to reload mm-hmm. every year you get a chance to reload. And when you get the Alabama job, the Michigan job, the USC job, if you can't reload and you've got to rebuild that's a whole nother mindset.
1: Yeah, true. Saw that
0: happen with Pete Carroll. Mm-hmm. And now I believe we're going to see that happen in Michigan.
1: Mm-hmm. With
0: uh, Was it Sharon Williams, I think, got the job? Mm-hmm. But the bigger thing for me, I look at it on the other side of the door. Not who's inside the room, but who walked out of the room. And mm-hmm. I don't know what tempted Harbaugh to go to Los Angeles. Like, oh. it, its you get NFL money in college. You mm-hmm. just won a national title in Michigan. And you're going to go to the Chargers and take over one of the more overhyped players in Justin Herbert, and mm-hmm. uh, the Bosa. The Bosa four uh, was it nine game a year Bosa? That's what I call him. Yeah, a year. that's what you call him. Yeah. Yeah, he gets about nine games a year for you. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to be getting rid of Camille Mac. Khalil Mack. Mm-hmm. I believe they're going to be shutting, uh, cutting some of their wide receivers because they're well over the cap.
1: What does Hardball see? Well, first. Let me just ask you. Do you think Hardball should have gone into charge? You think he should stay to Michigan? He's pulling, he's following in the footsteps of someone we mentioned earlier, Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll won his national championship with SC in 04, stuck around uh, and had some great opportunities afterwards. But he left in a state of controversy. Yes, he did. He left in a state of controversy, much like Harbaugh is leaving in a state of controversy. And he's, I think he's following the formula of Pete Carroll to a T here. And give Reggie Bush's Uh Heisman back. Go ahead. Yes, that's, well, that's besides the point, but I think Harbaugh is seeing, he got suspended for mm-hmm. multiple games this year through their controversy, and he said, well, I don't have, have to deal with all this BS while I'm cashing checks from the league, and there's different BS happening in the league, but it wouldn't have to, nothing that I could have done would get me suspended from games as a coach, unless I'm... Giving like, out Sean, bounties. To the say, Sean
0: Payton. Sean Payton may disagree with you. I, I yeah. don't. And Harbaugh just, can't think this way, but I know a lot of people do. And this is this is something that I I've learned, and I try to tell people: it doesn't get easier. Everything know, has a challenge. You know, you start out and you say, "Oh, it'll be easier." Not saying you said this, but you know, there are people that have this mindset: that it'll be easier in the NFL. No, it's not easier. No, it's in fact, easy
1: in the, the
0: higher up you go, the harder it gets. It's mm-hmm. to each challenge at every step makes it sh- make you stronger and show you how to deal with them. But there's no such thing. If you want to be successful, nothing gets easier.
1: Yeah, nothing's easier. I agree that nothing gets easier, and it's not going to be a cakewalk, him going to the league. But the Harbaugh's first bit in the NFL, he left because Jed York and Trent balky were trying to run the show, and Harbaugh wanted to run the show. That was the that's what they
0: reported. I I, that I just was think, what was reported. I, I think he wanted more money and they didn't want to give him more money. That's just my opinion. That's what I've always felt on it. Mm-hmm. You know, that was that I just don't think because if you're gonna be part of a of, of a pillar franchise, you're not gonna be the only chef in the kitchen. There's yeah. gonna be other cooks.
1: There'll be other cooks, but uh, one of my uh one of my co-workers who's a very avid 49ers fan told me a story about how. Jed York wanted to sit in on a football meeting at one point and Harbaugh said, absolutely not. This is football only. You can go. Please don't bother us. Mr. Uh, Mr. Owner of the team for yeah. us. So that ended their relationship. But I think that has everything to do with why he chose the chargers though, because Dean Spanos is a non hands-on owner yeah, in the nfl yeah. granted he will harbaugh is not the gm there but the owner's not going to be stopping by and saying oh what kind of uh scheme do we got going next week right. against the chiefs how are we going to contain patrick mahomes i old dean spanos isn't going to ask him those questions whereas jed york might have asked him those questions during his time with the 49ers so that's probably why he chose los angeles why he left michigan i think Goes back to the controversy question. And him leaving now solidifies his legacy as a coach at Michigan. Mm. He left on top. And now, even if there is long term ramifications to their controversy and shenanigans that happened, Harbaugh is not going to be the person in charge at that point. He's solidified his statue in front of the big house.
0: He'll be the man in Michigan, but he'll never be the man in college football. And even aside from that, you, you can – two years ago, they wanted to I don't think out trying.
1: of time. Say that again? I I don't think that uh, Jim Harbaugh was trying to be one of those great guys in college football because he clearly – college football isn't his number one gig. Yeah, what he do
0: you clearly think he
1: preferred this Sunday.
0: That's a great point. He, what do you think he wants?
1: What do I think Jim Harbaugh wants? I think Jim Harbaugh wants to be in the NFL Hall of Fame. As a player, you almost I don't you know cursed. That's what he wants. He yeah. wants to be in the NFL Hall of Fame, and Chicago, he was never going to get there as a player. Yeah, Indianapolis, uh, him as a player, that wasn't going to happen. So he did develop himself as a coach. Long time, I know. Started his career, I uh, believe, at the University of San Diego, and made his way up and up and up. Made it to the NFL. It didn't work out, so he went back to college where he could have control over that organization and the Michigan football program, and now. He gets to go back to the NFL with some more winning pedigree on his backs, goes to a situation where they already have a franchise quarterback in Justin Herbert. I will say our, that's another conversation we can have. Is Justin Herbert overrated or not? I think. I just think overvalued. We don't have to say overrated. I just think overvalued. Overvalued. But the, there's nothing more valuable than someone who can play quarterback for your NFL team for the next 10 years. Yeah, and, and Justin say, Herbert hey, he finds finds one
0: and Herbert's in trouble.
1: Yeah, if, well, <laughs> I don't know very many people who can make the throws that Herbert does. I think that we can have those that conversation number on on both hands. But okay, it's a good it's a good situation for Jim Harbaugh to go into because that's the hardest thing to find in the NFL is to find someone who can make make the throws, and Herbert can make the throws, but the decision making's not there for Herbert. There you go. There the, you go. Uh, the offensive line is atrocious in in for the Chargers, but I think Jim Harbaugh can help with the decision making woes. And I think so? It, it could. Have, hey, he took Alex. Hey, Alex. I mentioned it to you earlier in the day, where I read, listened to your your wonderful episode about Baker Mayfield. I think that was very much a, a great Kwame My apologies. <laughs> I think I thought it was great. And I made the equivalency in that message that Baker Mayfield is Alex Smith and Jim Harbaugh mm-hmm. took Alex Smith, a top rated quarterback prospect who had troubles with seven different offensive coordinators in seven years. Jim Harbaugh brings his system in to San Francisco and Alex Smith goes from a lame duck quarterback who is a bust mm-hmm. to a pro bowl pro bowl level quarterback playoff team immediately so i think jim harbaugh has shown that if he can bring his system in i think justin herbert yeah i, I feel a little crazy saying this i wouldn't surprise me if justin herbert ends up being a pro bowler next year
0: well that's not hard to do now matt jones was a pro bowler that's not saying yeah, fair uh,
1: enough uh i
0: my issues with herbert and it ties into the conversation is not just decision making it's a commitment to winning see One of the things that made Tom Brady great was, yeah, he could make a lot of the throws, but he always made the right throws. Yeah, he always made the right throw. So, you know, it's 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 fine to be a gunslinger if that if it calls for it, but you know, just be a guy that knows when to shoot, Mm -hmm. and that's what's more important. Justin Herbert does doesn't he doesn't have that. He's Mm -hmm. he's that old 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 adage: looks like Tarzan, plays like Jane. And I know he's a tough player, Mm -hmm. but he just does he just doesn't have the requisite skill set to lead a team past that point. And then you have all the distractions in Los Angeles of not just being, you know, in Los Angeles with the stars, the lights and all that, but they're like the let's see, let's just run it down real fast. You've got uh USC, right? Mm-hmm. You've got the Lakers. Mm-hmm. I know I'm forgetting somebody else offhand. USC, the Lakers, uh the Rams. They're behind right. the Rams.
1: You're forgetting the Dodgers.
0: I was ju- I was just about to say, and then you move over to the Dodgers, and MLS mm-hmm. is big in Los. Well, you know, MLS is big down there, so it is. they're having a hard time moving the needle, even in fans. The Rams mm-hmm. had a fan base. Oh, and the Raiders. The Raiders are still yeah.
1: huge
0: in SoCal. For anybody who's never, the Raiders are big in Southern California. So big. I just don't. They're having that problem. I don't think he's going to get it. It's it's kind of like. Be careful what you wish for, because you just might get it. Yeah. And if he had watered his grass, it'll be just as green as what would have been over there in Los Angeles. I don't right. think it was a good move at all. And coming off the heels of a national... He would have rode free in Michigan for another five years. I and don't know. That, you know. Now, it's hard to recruit in Michigan. I get it. No one wants to go play in negative 14 degrees in yeah. June. I get that. But it, it, it you got to stay... Because they wanted you when you were at your lowest point, you built that or you built the city off rock and roll. And now you want to go and change the country music and switch somewhere else in a place where, you know, I, full disclosure, I actually I remember, the, you remember the charge general manager, AJ Smith. Mm-hmm. His daughter, Andrea Smith hired me for the sparks. So oh, oh. I'm familiar with that family a little bit, not saying I was at cookouts or anything, mm-hmm. but, and she was a really, really great person, really good person to work with. But the Chargers have been a shall we say they they marched to a different drum. And outside yeah. of Marty Schottenheimer, they've been all over the place with coaches. From yes, Anthony have. Lynn to the disaster that was last season. Coach yeah. comes up and says, Well, you know, I don't question it because we're still fighting. And then the next game they lose by 70. Yeah. They, they
1: those guys ain't winning anytime soon. Harbaugh should have yeah. stayed in Michigan. Definitely Yeah, been. well. Like, well, we d- we discussed it already. He just wants to be in the NFL Hall of Fame. And... I think
0: you hit the nail on the head. I think the sanctions are worse than what we know. And, <laughs> you know, Michigan, for me, was a team that kind of came. And then the fall of Michigan State, so yep. many reasons to stay. But Michigan looked like they were on their deathbed, and they brought them back. <laughs> With that said, we got about maybe eight minutes left in the segment. What's Give me two teams. I know I said one, but I'm going to throw you a curveball. Give me sure. two teams that you think – can kinda I don't say come out of nowhere, but teams that have been kind of putt- putting along and next year will be the
1: year they take off. Uh I you told me this question beforehand, but uh before we move on to that, I did want to mention another <laughs> oh, reason. Running why, a
0: show. Go ahead.
1: What one uh another reason why uh Harbaugh might have left is let's be frank about the big ten. Okay. It got a lot harder mm-hmm. this upcoming year. You're adding oh. four quality teams three and a half quality teams to chip kelly's ucla but you're adding four quality teams to a conference that really only had two quality teams
0: hey 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 we're gonna show penn state a little bit of respect just a little bit
1: okay okay we'll give them just a little bit you know it's hard to play at penn state but when you host them it's it's one of the greatest
0: places to ever go and watch a college football game well we let let let, let, let's discuss that because I think that Penn State is a team, they're they're my pick to surprise people oh, yeah. next year. Yeah. God willing, if they ever get a quarterback. How hard yeah, is it yeah. to recruit a quarterback?
1: Yeah. It's, how it's hard is hard... it
0: to recruit a in western Pennsylvania in Western Pennsylvania? How hard is it to recruit a quarterback?
1: It's, it's not the, it's... I mean,
0: anyway, Penn State is my team to surprise teams. Yeah. Basically, because Michigan State and Michigan are falling off. Purdue mm-hmm. is nowhere to be found. So I think Penn State can hop in there. But Penn State
1: can hop in there, but, but... Don't be shocked if we see a Washington versus Ohio State or Oregon Ohio State Big Ten championship next year.
0: Well, what is Washington bringing to the table? Because I mean, Oregon's always gonna be always gonna be tough. But I mm-hmm. I they're NFC, I, right. no, I was about to say I was about to say they're too pretty. They don't want to. Yeah. like white man yeah. jump. I don't want to get dirty. I can't. Get, I got the. Yeah. I got the crisp green, lime green, yeah. lime yellow, sickle green, purple uniform on. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. That's what Oregon State is. So they're always going to lose that tough game. Yeah. But Washington is losing Penix. They lost their coach. Yep. I believe they're losing about two or three defensive starters as well. What about at them? Least. Do you think is going to keep them around?
1: Just the the new college realignments. College football is. A toss-up, as I said earlier, mm-hmm. and I think it's just going to be different. It's whoever comes out of that Big Ten West. I don't know what they're going to end up calling that division, but a team <laughs> from that- syllable
0: quotes on me Big Ten. even well, syllable yeah. quotes on me, but I got you exactly. Coach always matters when you have talent, and it's always yeah. it's always transparent in college football who has t- who what the best coaches are because the best coaches get their talent to play. Real quick. Mm -hmm. I really like Colorado. I remember I said they would win about six or seven games. I think they finished out with about six or seven games. Mm -hmm. I love the changes that they're making, but here's the thing. They're not getting the five. They're getting, I think they got like one or two five-star guys. They got a lot of four-star guys. But you Mm -hmm. know what else they did? They added Hall of Fame coaching. They Mm -hmm. added tacticians to their staff. Mm -hmm. And guys that are football, football, football women, Football, 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 women, football, football, football. Yeah. Like that's their lives. Ed Reed, Warren Sapp, and um, Terrell Owens is going to be on the staff part-time. So they, wow. they're really – they added maladjusted. Only thing we're good at is football guys into their roster. Coach Sanders has got his son back for a 19th season mm-hmm. in college football. So they'll, they'll be good there. I really think Colorado's going to compete for a national title this year.
1: Yeah. Texas, don't forget a, we're wow. gonna have 12 team college football playoff next year.
0: Yeah, how is how did – I don't understand how that's gonna work. That feels like the NBA tournament. Like a lot of this, 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 when all said is done, yeah. it's just a couple it's just a couple games.
1: Yeah, it's it's just a couple games, but I think I think that's gonna really change who wins a college football championship. It's this is the wild west. College football is in the wild west space right now. 12 teams can make the tournament. One team has a hot defense who can't be who can't be broken apart. You could see a team like Arizona come and win a national championship on a four game yeah. year. Yeah, you could see that happen. They're in a new conference now too in the Big Twelve. Colorado, I did have them on my list as a potential team that can make some noise. And, and a horrible, horrible
0: conference. Yeah. And they're playing in a slow conference. Yeah, they're, they're going to have fast. a fast
1: track. Yeah, they're fast. Know? They're. And- it's, it's going to so be tough. It's going to be tough. But honestly, we're in the wild west of college football days. Everything's changing. And I think I'm excited to see it. I'm sure you're excited to see what the season holds.
0: I'm excited to see. I'm also excited to see who gets the UCLA job. Um, yeah. Chip Kelly should be fired this year. <laughs> uh, you know, look, just, you know, how, how many, how many, how many times? Do you, it's not like UCLA isn't a desirable place to play a sport. Yeah. Like just their gymnastics team is like nice. Like everything mm-hmm. about sports and UCLA is better for the world. So mm-hmm. I will say this with the new al- alignment, with the changing in coaches, the mid-majors and the, the, the outright, the kind of sideline universities, like the Utah's of the world, they're mm-hmm. going to, they're going to hit it hard. You mentioned Arizona, Arizona is always going to be a good draw. Arizona
1: state, not so much, not so much.
0: So I that that's going to play a role.
1: Buck. Another play, another great place to, be an athlete university of Arizona. I've been to their facilities down there in Tucson. It is phenomenal. I was a college rugby player and even the rugby players. I knew you were going to
0: find a way to throw (laughs) a conversation. I had to. I had to. I knew you were. I knew knew you were. You got me. You got me good. (laughs) Buck, I appreciate you, brother. Good stuff. Well, next time I have college football on the dock, I definitely will give you a call, man. Seasoned I thank appreciate you. you. He is Buck Pastel, future AD. In
1: thank you very sports.
0: much. I look forward to that. I am Kwame Fisher-Jones. That's it for this episode of Unparalleled Sports Talk. Again, if you like the podcast, make sure you share, subscribe, whatever your podcast platform allows you to do. And until next time, I appreciate your time of year. You be easy.